Hello and welcome into the SoRare Data Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare, joined once again by Sean Newsham, PSU fans too. Today to talk about basically what we talked about last week, except maybe it'll be cheaper. We're not quite sure. Um, the initial feedback from last week's show where we tried to build an ETH grinding or ETH threshold grinding team for $250 or less was why are you buying these European players? Asian American players are cheaper now. We should buy them. And we kind of went into it, Sean, of like, we think people want to play now. And so buying cards of players whose games don't happen for another three, four months is not that fun. And one of the responses I got from that was really what people should be doing is buying those cards now and then also kind of playing the academy and a casual league and like getting used to the game, maybe flipping some cards and then like really going for it once those leagues pick up. When you hear that, what is your response? No, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you buying guys that are in those leagues now, like it could get you a situation where you can move in and out of them. Like if you are really more worried about getting a better bang for your buck, definitely makes more sense to wait. Uh, because you can move in and out of players probably over the next couple months and like move into the right spot. And that $250 could go like $750 worth of uh, where you could go today. So it definitely makes sense to to make that sort of move happen. And I also think like in general, you're going to get better guys in Asia and America that will help you reach those thresholds more so than you will now. The only counterpoint to it and what we sort of discussed last week is if you do it now and you buy in for now, trying to get it for Europe, that gives you like four months to try to collect some stuff for then. However, if you collect, let's say a hundred, $200 worth of thresholds over the next couple of months, well, stuff might've went up higher than that because of uh, just the pricing and sort of how stuff has worked because of that. So there's definitely some merit into just going into it now and sort of waiting. But again, it's tough to just be like, oh, I'm going to wait four months. Uh, it's not not the most fun way to approach things. Yes. So the way that I was looking at it was also just like, I don't think anybody is going to come in and spend $250 and then play the casual league for four months. And so like you kind of play the casual league to like figure out the game. And so yeah. spending the money first and then waiting, I don't know, it just didn't like completely makes sense to me in that respect. But I think we both agree that like the prices on Asia and America players now are lower than what we expect them to be when the season starts in at the end of February and some March. And that alone could be like an interesting trading opportunity, but waiting until April or excuse me, February and March to buy these players, like your $250 probably is not going to go as far. So if th there was enough feedback of like, can you guys do this for Asian America that here we are to do it. But it's just like, it's very important to understand that a, we have no idea if prices will continue to go down. I feel like we've seen a little bit of those, those prices move up. We kind of always kind of agree that before the end of the season is when we see like the actual bottom on the prices. And since those leagues are now over, MLS has one game left, then theoretically they're kind of on the way up, but they're not really going to go really push up until January, February. So they are cheaper now. I think we agree that they're not going to be th these prices in January, February. If they are, then I think there's a, <laughs> there are other problems 
that we can't see right now, but we're, we'll go through it. I don't think the strategy is actually going to change all that much versus what we did last week, which included trying to grind thresholds with no goalkeeper. I do want to throw out the possibility, Sean. I want to hear what you think about this. Do you think it's viable to spend $250 today on Asia and America players, sell them all in January, February for European players and just grind thresholds with the European players from that point? Yeah, I mean, it's realistic. Uh, you could definitely sell. I mean, you could also probably buy the American Asian players and then sell them for double um, anyways. So it's definitely a question. Um, and I think you could definitely do it. It's just a matter of if you want to play or not. If you don't want to play the game, you could definitely trade. We've talked about trading before. Like There are very simple trading opportunities on Sower that are like pretty locked in. They're going to be good opportunities. Um, so it's definitely a situation where I think you have a bit more flexibility from that than otherwise. But um, I think that there's definitely some merit to that. Uh, it's just a matter of how much you want to play or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's important to at least recognize that right now, like who the players that we think will be good for grinding thresholds in three months presumably we think that they will be valuable in three months as well not just today i did get a few questions about whether the e-threshold will exist in in this you know in three or four months the only kind of update that we saw the the kind of the official one was it's definitely not going away before the end of 2022 these leagues obviously start after that. Uh, Nicholas on the Sora Data Twitch stream that Maxime and Erwan do, they have uh, Nicholas on two weeks ago, I think. Um, he basically said that they don't have like a specific time frame of when that's happening. So I think we just have to keep going as if it's going to happen. And I, I want to imagine that there will be like a huge amount of lead time between when they announce it's going away and when it actually goes away. So we're treating it as if it's here and it's going to stay. And we're just going to build our, our gallery from with that perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, right. You have to just, it's here till you get told it's not. Cause like, I don't see it leaving. It doesn't make much sense for it to leave. Um, they have launched two other products at this point and neither of those products are doing as well as the football product. Uh, currently, despite what maybe is said by other people. Um, but it's pretty clear how much better the football product is than the basketball and uh, baseball product. Obviously, they are obviously in their infancy and they're very new, whereas the football product is years old now at this point. Uh, but it's pretty clear that the threshold matters and it's definitely helpful to the game. So uh, it's not something that we are going to assume leaves until we get to the point where they tell us that it's leaving. Right. Yep. And we're just going to gonna go with that. Before we jump into the actual process, thank you to everybody who has joined us live. Got a, a bunch of regulars here. Apologies for the change of time for this week. We're going to uh, hopefully get back to our regular time next week. If you're not somebody who watches or listens live, then the time literally doesn't matter to you. But thank you to uh, everyone who has joined us live. If you guys could please hit the like button on the video, whether you're, you are catching us live or the replay, that's always really helpful. So Sean, your knowledge of the Asia region is significantly greater than mine, given that I don't even play it anymore. And I think 
similar to last week, I'm, I'm kind of assuming that there are a lot of people who are going to chime in with names uh, in the chat to kind of help us build this, this gallery. I will say that I put out a, uh, a watch list two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. I'm trying to pull it up here that I just called like buy lows or something like that. And it was like a bunch of players that I thought would be more valuable in February than they are now. So I have the list here. It's, it's 51 names. For some reason, I thought I had more than that. To give away the secret sauce on this list, what I did was I did, I added players and on the advanced search, I basically just picked Asia and America and I did an L15 of 55 plus. And like that was really it. And then I kind of took out some guys I knew if there were some guys who were retiring or um, that I knew they were switching teams. But the, the list includes basically everyone in these two regions that we're going to talk about today. And the, the thought process behind this list was these guys are just in the off season. And a lot of times we see prices go up when we get closer to the season. And so it's as simple as that. Um, we actually have seen their prices move up in the last month. So my mine, I posted this on, let's see, the 21st. Oh, so it was only a few, uh, 10 days ago. So we have seen it rise a little bit. I don't think, I'm certainly not here to take any credit for that rise. If it really rises, then I will start taking credit. I'm not going to lie. But you can see that the, you know, we have this end of season um, kind of decline that eventually comes back up. If you look at kind of a, like the all-time list, take out the kind of the noise at the beginning when limiteds came out. And again, these are only America and Asia players that are on this list. We see kind of the October goes down. We hit kind of the bottom in November, December. And then as those seasons get ready to come back, we see it jump back up and then kind of the steady decline. This is also one of the reasons why we see a lot of people who like come in at the beginning of seasons and buy cards and then they start commenting that their cards aren't worth as much. And it's basically like, well, you, you bought at the peak of the cycle and now it's not the peak. And so like, it's literally that simple. So I have no guarantees on this list. It's not financial advice, but I do think it's like something that people need to appreciate that when we have, when we're leading into seasons, we see prices go up, or at least we have previously. And that's why we think the, the prices of the players we're going to talk about today should be higher if only because it's now four months from the season instead of four weeks. Yeah. So a question people might have is like, they'll be like, well, last year it dipped off a little bit earlier and went back up a little bit earlier. Last year's season went later. Yeah. So that's why it's like that a little bit, but like it, as Laird showed, it's already on the slight uptick. So in theory, based on what we have seen for two years thus far, we should see these guys be up to higher price points in the next three months. So like by the time we get to late January, early February, these guys in theory should hopefully be back to that spiked spot uh, that we've seen in March. So like, as you guys see, like it's done the same cycle twice. Well, it's done the same cycle once. It looks like it's starting to do that same cycle again here. Right. So it's just a matter of if it's going to happen like that. And like Laird said, we have to go based on how this cycle looks and perceived. If things are not 
like this and this isn't how it happens, then maybe we have other issues to look at instead of this. But like, if you look at the first one and comparatively to the second year, those graphs are pretty much exactly the same. Like they literally, like even the weird little indents and whatnot look pretty similar. Between it's pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting spot to see if we get the same thing. But as you see, it looks like it is starting to have that sort of that trajectory. Uh, so we'll see a slow ramp for the next two to three months, and then we'll get a hard spike ramp for like a month. And then things will tail off again uh, as the year goes. So the, the August, September spike of 2020 was just kind of like, if I remember correctly, that's like when ETH tanked out um, a bit and stuff maybe changed a little bit. Uh, and that's why we saw that like mid-season sort of spike. And then it's stable, stabilized from there. But as you see, it just sort of stabilized, right? Like it didn't go back down, just stayed there. So it was more so like it was correcting itself to that point And then it just stayed there consistently. Yep, yep. I, I will add that we kind of put an emphasis on MLS when it comes to America. And we shouldn't ignore that Liga MX is coming back in January. Yes. We don't have nearly as many licensed teams in Mexico than they do in the U.S., but it's still some. And it looks like Argentina might be back in January as well, yeah. which is phenomenal news for me. And I will happily take that since um, I have a bunch of those guys there. So I, I think we'll actually skip those guys for the most part because the time frame for when those leagues return is obviously much shorter that doesn't mean that their prices are, are already moving up. I think if you look at a few kind of like key players from those leagues, they're not, they're kind of like almost forgotten partially because it feels like the season ended like a week ago, but we are going to focus more, I'm guessing on MLS and then uh, K league and J league for the Asia, uh, for the Asia cards for this purpose. I, the, the more I think about this, Sean, and like building lineups for ETH thresholds, the more I think the play really is to just sell all of them in January and February. Yeah. Like I mean, don't, don't try to like time the top, but you'll see like, if there's a big increase, like it's, it happens around the same time that we start to see the yeah. European prices go down. And I mean, you still have, you know, four months of utility out of those cards and that, and then if you win from those, you can buy uh, MLS cards, and um or america and asia cards to like get you through the summer like i think there's a very there's a much clearer trading path with this conversation than last week's yeah i mean i i tend to agree with that plan of action that you're probably buying guys for you're buying guys that you like now for 250 dollars, then you are selling them in february to buy european guys that will get you four months worth of production and then I would probably repeat the same cycle again uh, in like July where you sell your European guys and you start buying American guys again and Asian guys and ride that wave until you get to a point where you're stable enough where you don't really need to ride that wave and you can just have players set. That's the best way to sort of increase your value because that's going to be a surefire way to make it happen uh, in comparatively to playing. So the issue with it, Laird, is that you will probably have, if you do this correctly, you'll never have a dead spot. You will just consistently ride the guys for the most part through waves and you'll be able to sort of avoid the dead spots that you would have otherwise. Yeah, I, I will say A little bit that, of a downtime, but not like full seasons of downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll say that 
this type of strategy is like really, it, it requires like a ton of patience mm -hmm. because it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this card and I'm going to use it in three months, which really is not that long. But in so rare, when we have game weeks twice a week, like it feels like an eternity. It's like every Tuesday and every Friday, you see on Twitter, everybody posting their rewards and you're just sitting there like, I'll play in two months and then I'll be in on it. And it's like, it's just, it's just not as fun. So like, honestly, the, it's the trading strategy of buying in the off season and selling in the lead up to the next season, based on all of these graphs that we have, like it works, but it just requires like an extreme level of discipline and patience that I don't have, but it's there. And so if it's something that you think you can do, then I think it's, like a very reasonable strategy to to try to do this. So let's just jump in because why not? So where we tell people to buy Carlos Gill, right? So it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he is. I actually didn't put him on this list. Um, wow. Mostly, so Laird is just disrespectful over here currently. Like, so he was at like one point nine ETH, and I was just like, that's already a lot i think it'll be higher i don't even so now i have this in fiat for the video i don't even know what these numbers actually are but the i think the limited prices are actually underpriced like i think he's gonna really run up for limited and yeah. i just didn't think of that enough in the in the lead up but yeah i guess one i guess we like to throw our disclaimers in before we get started disclaimer on stuff is we do not know every single guy's contract situation that we're going to be talking about today yeah. because it's like i know a lot of people's contract situations in the mls and asia but i don't know every single players and especially some of the guys we'll be talking about today we cannot know all of their contract situations so like if we are saying something again we are not saying go buy this guy immediately we are saying go do some research look at his contract see if it makes sense to buy the guy that we are talking about and, and even with that, we may know the contract situation, but we know from other football situations, they don't really matter. If the player wants out and they have a deal, somebody brought up Mauricio Pereira in the chat. There were rumors now that he could be going to uh, Uruguay, which is an uncovered league as of now. Orlando City wants him back, but like that doesn't always mean he's going to be back. There were some rumors about Nicholas Ladero doing the same. I think those rumors were much more at the beginning of this season about how this like could be his last. We do have like goalkeepers who are clearly towards the end of their career. They may just decide it's actually the end. Looking at you, Tim Mealy and Stefan Fry. And so we just don't know. So that's that's the risk of doing this two and three months ahead of time or three and four months ahead of time that just situations can change and you just don't know what happens. That being said, uh, Carlos Hill is more than 10 times our budget. And so unfortunately, Sean, he is not going to make our list today. That is unfortunate. Do you have anyone that like, that like a type of player that jumped out of you? Cause I had one and I made him the thumbnail and I didn't even see who made the thumbnail. Um, and I don't have anyone off the top of my list. So Michael Bradley. Oh, man. <laughs> You just saw Andy Black talking and chat about Carlos Gill, and and then that led you right to Michael Bradley, didn't it? Michael Bradley was the thumbnail to this, which I made a long time ago, like at least yesterday I made it. But 
I'll admit that Andy is one of the people that comes up when Michael Bradley comes up. As you can see from here, I happen to own a Michael Bradley super rare. And so I don't want to say I'm completely unbiased when it comes to Michael Bradley, but for the purpose of this exercise, his rare card floor right now is $64. Let me see what is pre last sale. Oh my gosh. His limited was last sale was at $1 and 43 cents. Yeah. That type of card doesn't do you very good in, in limiteds. So I don't know why this keeps bouncing to. By the way, Vitaly is just trying to upset you in, in chat. I know. Please, Enzo Perez not staying at River would just like absolutely crush me. So let's not, I don't even want, Poor no Lord. Argentina, please. But anyway, so we had the last Michael Bradley sale of $64 three days ago. He was $45 six days ago, 43, eight days ago. So uh, clearly somebody thought he was well worth it. So people, I, I guess I do have a couple guys in mind now that we're talking about it. I think Diego Chara. Well, guy. But before we like start naming guys, I just wanted to explain that like, so Bradley here is obviously $65. And one of the best things about Michael Bradley is that he always plays. Yeah. And he always plays 90 minutes. And so if you notice his scores, like he doesn't peak that much, but you know, the occasional 65-ish type range is great. He plays with two of the best players in Major League Soccer. Like occasionally you can luck, you know, luck box your way into a an assist like that. So this is exactly the type of player that like came to mind when I was like, this is what we should talk about. And he fits the mold. I don't know if $65 for the that's the floor price, 65.18 is too high for our purposes, but um he just fit for me. I mean, I think we both can agree that in America and Asia, it's going to be a lot easier to find people. Like, we did not get any player of this caliber in the European watch list. Like, it just did not happen. Yeah. Um, so look at this, Enzo Perez, the first. Look similar. at that. But then Danny right. Parejo. Like, obviously, you're not going to get Danny Parejo for sixty bucks. True. Oh, Diego Char literally. There's your up. boy Diego Char. Yeah. Look at that. Perfect timing. So yeah, Chara. Um, yeah, same thing. Just constantly churns 90 his, minutes. His missed game, well, he had some injury issues. He had like a couple injury issues this year. Apparently, like the last game of the season, he had stomach issues, and that was like he was in the hospital. But like his usual DNPs are suspensions because he picks up quite a few yellow cards. I was going to say, because the guy is just yeah. loves a yellow card. Yeah, he, he does. He loves his yellow cards. He picks them up uh, quite frequently. Um, and he goes and sits out for a game. But otherwise, like, he's pretty damn consistent in terms of actually playing um, and not sitting out at all. Yeah. Yep. So uh, another one that – where did that go? I just lost the uh, – somebody mentioned uh, – oh, here it is. Laredin so rare. Darlington Nagby. Who, Nagby, oh, I feel like he's going to be a little bit too expensive. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I had him at one point this year. I sold him. Let's see what the Darlington Nagby. I would assume that he's more only because he's certainly younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, $173 yeah. floor. That's unfortunately a bit too far outside the price range. Yeah. But he's the kind of player that fits the profile. Like I would almost say if you could find the similar players of Darlington Nagby, then you might actually find some utility there. I would agree probably with Michael that. Bradley. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, again, we like it's a pretty comparable guy to to Michael Bradley. It's just obviously a lot more expensive than Michael Bradley, so it makes yeah. it a little bit more difficult. Uh, someone that could make sense is like Larry Mabiala, but I just don't know what his contract situation is like, or his like he was DNPing way too much probably this year. But I'm assuming he's dirt cheap. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, let's see. They yeah, claim claims he has another year. But yeah, that that Portland center back situation was always it was strange. it was rough to say. I was least. a Mabiala super rare holder at one point, but I mean, no, I'm not even going to say his scores are even that great when he starts. But he does occasionally have like the good game. Yeah, like, he's yeah, not a killer. I mean. For twenty bucks, I mean, if he played every game, that would be pretty appealing for twenty bucks. It's just that's not the case, right? Um, another guy I was thinking of was like Danny Wilson for Colorado, but again, maybe a little bit too many DNPs. Man, this is actually a good one. This is, I'm surprised he's this cheap. I don't think we can realistically get to him, but like Daniel Lovitz is like sixty nine dollars. I feel like Lovitz is a classic, like we think he should be a better scorer than he is, but maybe I'm no, like he spikes. He has some big Definitely spikes. Sp wasn't he like sporadically on set pieces? Yeah, like, he, 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 he will be on some set pieces at times. So so $69 average, but $96 floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean those, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that all around is actually better than I thought it was. Yeah, like he's not negative twelve. He's pretty good. Um, okay, I got one for us that I think I like. Nicholas Ismit Martin or Marin from Kansas City. Yeah, his I contract's up. That's the the that's the issue here is his contract's up. Oh. But he was pretty locked in and pretty decent, I would say, for majority of the year. I spell his name. Isn't it? Uh, I-S-I-M-A-T. I-S-I-M. There it is. Um, yeah, I think yeah, or, uh, Sporting Kansas City is kind of a weird one because they were so bad this year, but like yeah. they have good players. Like I actually think if you just bought like five Sporting Kansas City players, Shallowy, Russell, I mean, if they could get anything out of Alan Polito this year. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is exactly the type of threshold guy you want. Yeah, like right there. another guy that I see is Nick Hagland from Cincinnati. Uh, they were improved, and I think they're going to get better. Um, like they might get worse offensively because, like, I'm I think we might lose like Brandon Vasquez and stuff. But like they should continue to be improving on a defensive part of the equation. Um, and if they improve defensively, like that's a good thing. You could get Aaron Long, who's going to go to like Barcelona or something. <laughs> West Ham. Yeah, I'm sorry, West Ham, my bad. West Ham. I mean, Don't is that me. really much different than Barcelona? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yes. sorry to all Barcelona fans out, up here. Yes, it's very... Is West Ham still in Europa? No, they were in Conference League. They're in the Conference League. I saw them in the Conference League. Yeah. So... Oh, uh, yeah, you went... I, that is correct. You saw his possible team that could happen. That's right, that's right. So there. a few names from the chat... Alex Wilson threw out Matt Hedges, who Gator guy's favorite guy is a is a big uh, Gator guy player. Gator um, guy is a big fan of Matt Hedges. Somehow ends up in his gas three frequently. 
to make ninety four dollar floor, which feels a little high when the averages are sixty four. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, the last issue sale is thirty eight. Oh, look at that! Thirty one minutes ago, someone paid seventy eight dollars. Yep. A day after somebody paid fifty. Yep. Hmm. But Pavel's got one. Unfortunately, that's not going to cut it because you really need to be in the forty to sixty dollar range. I think. Yep. Which yep. is makes things a bit trickier. Um, I because that's that's part of the problem, right? Is like with this type of tight, tight cap, the difference between like fifty and a ninety dollar player is massive. Yeah. Um. So it's just not as functional as it is. More shiggy is a good a good. Yeah. Shout. Somebody in chat uh, threw out more shiggy. Um, where again, wow. it's the the issue is it's a bit too expensive. Um, I just think that we will be looking likely at a cheaper price range to make things work. He's no, uh, he's no spring chicken either. He is not a spring chicken. That is that is valid. But typically, I think you're going to need to go a bit cheaper because um, it just isn't going to cut it at like eighty dollars on a Fedra. I just don't think you're going to get that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Going through some of the other names, somebody threw out, um, Baptiste threw out uh, Dave Romney and Jonathan Mensa. Oh, Mensa would make sense. I don't know how much he is. I feel like he's more expensive than what we're looking at. Yeah, as somebody who owns some Jonathan Mensa cards, he's not. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I thought it would be out of the price range. Yeah, you own Mensa, but like you're trying to play Mensa in different lineups that are more necessary for him to be good and that's yeah. not the case needing him to be good is always a great feeling going into a game week it is keegan rosenberry 92 dollars floor that's probably still a little more than than we were thinking someone threw out this was pablo valentin valentin excuse me throughout uh boxall so boxall is an interesting one we brought him up i remember when we were talking about super rares because we were like he spikes enough and he's usually this actually more yellow than I was expecting. Like Minnesota just had so few clean sheets this year. All right. I got one for you, Laird. Park Min Yu. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, Sean. All right. I mean, I don't I don't do the Korean league. So um that league is the league that I sort of stay away from because for all I know, he could go off to military service immediately. Yeah, I think this is a classic one that we hope that somebody would know tell us. Yeah. But uh, if you look at his scoring for what you're getting for $25, we yeah, actually seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. That's like, that's uh that's a good option. I think for, for what we're looking for here. Yeah. Why not? Um, somebody, let's see. Jeremy Graham said Ronald Matarita. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he should be back to injury. He he's probably pretty cheap right now. Yeah, he had that. a pretty serious injury for he did, a while. And he was coming back and then got injured again, and then was coming back again, and then the season yeah. ended. Fun fact: oh, yeah. one of the first cards I bought on the platform, Ronald Matarita, when he was again, still with New York City. Expensive. In fact, I believe I bought him, and he was traded the next day. Yeah. All right, Laird, I got another one for you. Hiromu Mitsumaru. Giving us the good cheap guys here, Laird. Forty-two bucks for. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. pretty good for that sort of price point. Yep. 
Did you yeah. see, by the way, Laird, Yuki Kobayashi might be going to Celtic? I did see that. Do you have his and then I heard that. Then I heard that our good friend Quinny said there was like no way he would start. And I was like, oh. Well, I mean, I, I don't disagree. However, like they are playing a guy that can't start for the United States at center back. And um, I think that's more about Greg Bearhalter than it is about anything else. I'm not arguing. Can't can't argue that fact. Uh, that's that's pretty realistic. How much is this? Uh, somebody brought up Shuto. Too expensive. You, you guys say, are shooting yeah. too expensively today. Yeah. You guys are acting like we have a $500 budget. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, you guys are have clearly watched a lot of Sean. No, more. I'm the one over here giving us giving us cheap guys, Laird. Yeah, I know. I know it's a bizarro world. What do you know about uh, Kimbo Kyung for a uh, Jongba? Well, I actually, I actually saw him. I have his uh, I have his card, and someone offered for it today. So I figured there must be some rumor with it that's a positive rumor. Okay. So I'm going to assume that there's a yes to this because I got an offer for this card today. Okay. Literally this exact card, I think. Yeah, Kimbo Kyung, someone sent me a terrible offer for it. They did not offer me whatever the price point is that is listed. It, oh, okay. I was going to say, it's, it's funny that you were like, it's a horrible offer as you had no idea who the player was or like what his situation is. I don't even look at stuff if I just know it's terrible. Like if I just know something's terrible. No, I guess the offer wasn't that bad. I got offered $23, which is less sale, so. I guess it was reasonable. If someone's offered me $23 for that out of the blue and it's not listed, that must mean that uh, something's happening with him. Yeah. We've got, I feel like we're just getting every uh, FC Tokyo suggestion here. Yeah. But that, to be fair, like their guys are not bad. Like that this looks, looks like pretty a, nice. Who is that it? Looks like a pretty, Kego Higashi. That looks like a pretty great card for this purposes of this. What That's about, yeah. wait for it, one of your favorites, Kim Min Tae? <laughs> uh if i knew what his situation was uh he started 100 percent of the last two games laird <laughs> you probably still have his card he smashes when he starts too it's like he so had, he had two relatively good games let's see a red card and then he <laughs> what happened here uh he got injured for a while I he think did. he picked up a pretty severe injury at some point. I'm trying to see. What, oh, he had an own goal. So an own goal, an own goal, and a red card are these two, and then everything else. And I love this guy. I wish you love him. I so wish much he could find himself some regular playing time. That's all. You bought. You love him so much that you actually paid me once for his card. I did. What did you pay for his card? Um. Whatever three hundred and twenty-seven dollars is. 0.17 ETH, Laird. Oof, that hurts. My bank account appreciates that that uh, oh. donation. I will say, of all people that buy cards for me or uh, like that are affiliated with having bought cards for me, you probably are near the bottom of what you get out of those guys. Uh, the good thing is, is that I know never to buy a card from you again. Well, that's all. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's nothing to do with me. You just no, are yeah, nothing. a disaster. Yeah. So you're a, uh, oh wait, no, this is somebody else. That was the next one I was going to do. So this is uh, Huang Siak Ho from um, Sagan Tosu, who seems fine. Looks Center solid. back is decent AA for 55 is a Kim, little high. Kim Tae Hwan, Laird. But the one from Olsan, not the one from Suwon. 
was gonna say I, I own the Suwon one. Yeah, That's that really one. funny. The actual the Suwon. Hey, you want to see a bad buy, Laird? That is the worst single worst buy I've ever made on the platform. Okay, go look at it. It's it's so bad. It's gonna. Give a super through. rare. Kim Taewon super rare. I bought it peak boom, like peak boom. And there was absolutely no U23 defenders out there that looked decent. And at the this. time, he looked decent. I, I, I definitely looked, remember this. Okay. Um, Ooh. But like you got to look like the 1.5 ETH was probably when ETH was like 4,000. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There you are. Yeah, 2,200. Okay, so... Yeah, and the next highest was sixteen seventy. Literally, don't have another buy that's like even in the like area code of how bad that buy was. The second best buy probably. Wait, 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 wait. You, but did you sell it? No, I don't. Well, I don't think so. Number one, this says bought by. Uh, did you buy two of them? I might have bought two of them. I might have. I might have. But I probably didn't. I don't have two of them, so I definitely sold one of them. If I, if I. Uh... Oh. But you literally never a worse buy. That one hurts. Yeah, I I definitely have one as well that I that I overpaid for. Let's see here. My second worst buy on the platform later. Just on the way up. My second worst buy on the platform was Ryan Thomas for PSV, but that was more because he literally got injured as soon as I bought him, and like has not played a game since then. Like he was legit, like locked in at PS PSV, and then just phew, done. Yeah. Like I don't even know um, if I've I ever. I want to just point out uh, a point that um, I think it was Misaki just brought up. Kim Tae Hwan has midfielder and defender cards. So actually, the scores that we pulled up were his midfielder, his defender ones slightly better. Yeah. Slightly better. Yeah. So good. Thank you, Misaki, for pointing that out. The so this is like so helpful because uh, like we said we're like neither of us are K League experts. Um, let's see who uh, Larry no 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 Glenn brought up uh, Reese Race from Guangzhou who's being promoted to K one. That's fun. Well, he was really good. But he's expensive. When he first came, he was really good. Like he was like really good, and he just fell off a cliff because like he was in the uh, the top league the the year before. Yeah, that's too much, unfortunately, for our uh, for our purposes. What do you know about uh, Kota Mizunuma? Uh, I mean, do you really want to deal with the dumpster fire that is Muscat? I mean, he's been really consistent the second half of the year, but like there's been so many injuries, like Marcus Junior. Um, yeah. Anderson Lopez was suspended for a long time. They just have had a lot of issues. I, I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Could, does he have a forward card? Check see if he has a forward card. Cause no, he plays as a winger. So if he doesn't have a forward card, I don't, I don't know. Like he's, he's good and, and he does score well when he plays, but man, you are asking for some trouble in that situation uh, in regards to him. Here you go, Laird. Cheap as we can get Leo Silva. Mr. Old. True story. I tried to buy his unique at one point and then did not happen. I don't know what the situation is like. I but he has signed for one more year. 
no, January 2023, which is this next. Oh, September. you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I think we can find better options. How much is he? Oh, ten bucks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have brought him up if it wasn't like eight bucks, Laird. <laughs> I'll give you that one. We'll put him on the list. If anybody has any idea what is going on with Leo Silva, let us know. Uh, but it's my understanding that a lot of these contracts are all basically one-year deals a that you know will get are. picked back up again. So um, there's that. I'm guessing that our list includes zero um, forwards. So, so far. I'm working my way there, Laird. I'm yeah. going to. I just did midfield in Asia. I'm now going to midfield in America, and then I will go to forwards. Yeah, I'm just going to skip right to forwards. You skip the forwards. I will continue getting looking at midfielders for us. Yeah. I would say just look out for things like Gonzalo Higuain, who's only $15 and also never playing again. True. Is um, Pedro Santos going to somewhere that could be covered? God, I hope so, Sean. But I'm going to take it as you don't know. I I don't know. I know there was talk that they might try to re-sign him, which... Just for like a cheaper price point. I mean, it makes sense. I thought he's one of the better left backs in the in the, the league before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, you have called him the second best midfielder in Major League Soccer at one point. So He was. He was really good for a solid 10, 15 game stretch. Yeah, this run here was like really, really good run. Um, it, was, well, it was like a locked in 60 with sets and PKs where like you had upside if it ever hit. It obviously wasn't going to hit often, but you had the possibility in it. Yeah, I will say that the most of those sets came with uh, Zellerion out. So correct, but at that time, like Zellerion was out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so like, it definitely makes sense. Remember, you want to know the most ridiculous price points of the year? Paul Ariola. Remember when Paul Ariola was worth like an ETH, and it's like, yeah. guys, this guy has like a ten-year track record of not scoring a decisive every game. Like, I'm pretty comfortable saying that it's not going to happen again. I remember like really pushing our friend Keith to sell it. And he was like, I know I have to, but, and it's like, please just, please yeah, just. Yeah. Like I, I think I won one and it was out of my gallery within like two hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's see. Who is this fella here? Tariq. Are they going down? No. Uh, no. I mean, no? no, they're staying up. I mean, this is a forward for 30 bucks. Definitely on the options. I just don't know what's his contract situation. I don't, we don't, I, I don't know any of yeah. that. No, I mean, some guys will have above one year, but like, the problem is, like, if he leaves, he's probably going somewhere and not being worthwhile. And that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, if you just start every game and you're a forward for 20 bucks, I feel like it's reasonable to. No disagreements on that one. Yeah. Uh, who brought this guy up? Mike Basson brought up Yuya Yamagishi, but it seems a little expensive for me. You know who's probably a good buy? Renato Augusto. Because he had an absolutely awful year where he was just injured all year, and he is old, but like I can't imagine he's not brought back and utilized. No, not that one. The other one. Corinthians? Yeah. Yeah. I... Like, I... I'm just saying, like this was a this was a guy that was like really good, and like really good, and I just don't think we're gonna like look at this like this is a good card, and then he got injured and just never really recovered from it. And even like when he came back, he still put up some major games. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, I can't talk about Corey Burke, dude stinks. 
Yeah, Corey Burke is awful. He's never going to start and he just stinks. Yeah. When he starts, you know Philly's in trouble. Is he even still yeah. there? Uh, yeah, he is. He scored last night, actually. He put the game away against your team. Like, you must have missed yeah. that. I turned it off at 2-1. Couldn't do it. Um, yeah, he was the third goal. was like the first thing that wasn't terrible he's done in like ever. Is Tesho coming back? He doesn't start, though. He doesn't start. doesn't matter. Fun fact, Tesho, a Tesho brace um, had gave me my first DraftKings GPP win. No, that's fun. I wish that we knew about uh, Jan Grey Goose, if Jan Grey Goose was going to come back and like start, because Jan Grey Goose is really good if Jan Grey Goose played. That was such a weird situation. I, at one point this year, like earlier this calendar year, had a one ETH offer for his super rare rejected. And he was like benched like the week later. Like that's uh, like yeah. one of the saving graces I've had in this game. Yeah. Like he, it was like right around here. And I was like, yep, he's a one. Here, here's a good one. Someone mentioned it in chat. Jeremy mentioned it in chat, but Che Che is a really good option that we should definitely have on the list. Like really good option. When does Brazil start up again though? I don't know. I haven't heard when Brazil starts up. Does anyone know when Brazil is expected to start up again next season? Oh, here's another one that's a good option, Lair. Junior Moreno. What is uh? Oh yeah, he's a, add Che Che to the watch list. Yeah. Yeah. Junior Moreno is a good option for cheap. Che Che is actually like decently good. Yeah. Matt said April. Real, Brazil doesn't start till April, Matt. Well, they're still going. Like this, the current season's still going. Yeah, but so. it ends in like oh, uh, two weeks. It, it ends at like at the end of this month, Laird. Um, the they end of have, November, have, you mean? Yeah, they start. It ends before the World Cup, Laird. Sure. But that's like a reasonable break after that. April, though, like that seems wild to me that it doesn't start till April. Jeremy said April again too. Man, April for Brazil—that's crazy. That's a long time. That is a long time. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying anybody to wait and waiting till April. No, April's too long. Because so. I, I will say that, like, in my opinion. People react to like Asia or people react to like America. They base it on MLS. The way that pricing works is MLS based. Would you agree with that? Um, I think we see like an Argentina spike when people realize it's back in January. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, Baptiste said because they play their regional league. I forgot about their weird regional league thing that they do. Yeah. But they do get Libertadores games, and Libertadores starts earlier. So yeah, if you got a player on a Libertadores team, which to be fair, probably none of these guys are because you're buying like lower end guys that are typically on worse teams. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so poor Gonzalo Higuain. What do you mean? He's choosing to retire. He is. That's true. Right. Darwin Quintero is probably re retiring as well, I believe. I think you said that last year too, but he didn't. Because he's a he's eighty dollars. If I mean, if he was definitely coming back, you I like that's you definitely buy him. Yeah, if he was definitely coming back, you buy that for sure. I just don't yeah. know if he's going to come back or not. Um, Daniel mentioned Daniel Rios, which I believe is Trip and B's guy. Yeah. But I think he's leaving. And I don't know where he's going. I'm not sure I need to buy into that. 
Yeah, I don't know where he's going is part of my issue. Nobody stands out super great. Yeah. Well, is CJ Sapong returning? <laughs> CJ Sapong is probably an option. I like this call from Jeremy Graham of Alan Cervantes, who I owned at one point because he was a... I have a rare and a super rare, I think, but he's yeah. too not very good. The For threshold, it's great. Dude always plays, and he's between True. basically 40 and 45 and 55. All right. I think you should add CJ Sapong, Laird. CJ oh. Sapong reminded me of this season. Like, he had that run. and it, he, he always had that run. He was starting to feel like this season's Ola Kamara, and then he didn't actually keep going. Well, but. yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, so the other thing that the, – the trickiest thing about doing something like this three months ahead of time is, like, if Nashville signs a striker, like, Sapong's dead probably. And so – Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, thing. that's probably where they should be spending funds. Uh, sure. Would be, would be striker. Uh, Jay Vic mentions Fabian Herbers. That could be an option. I don't know what his situation is from a contract standpoint. Is he still? I think he's leaving Chicago. I just don't know what the situation is. Yeah, I mean, if you can't start consistently for Chicago, you're really going somewhere else to start. Uh, true. Unless you're Robert Barrick. Franco Yara, what do you think of that call? I mean, somebody just resigned for Dallas. It's impressive to be a DN or to be a designated player and not play. Never, never start. Like you suck. <laughs> you are a designated player and don't play in the MLS. Like you are embarrassingly bad. So Finn Crocker said Quintero is going back to Columbia, most likely confirmed leaving Houston. Columbia's covered though, isn't? Aren't they? I don't know. I can't keep track. I'm pretty I sure they're covered. I can't keep track if what all is covered. It could be. It totally could be. I know Chile's yeah. covered. I know Peru's covered. Brazil, Argentina. Uh, it would make sense, I guess, if Colombia is covered, but I can't. Uh, can't mm -hmm. guarantee that. Huh. Maybe I made that up. Why did I think they were? Because you can't keep up with it either. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's fine. Um, Jeremy also sure. brought. Brought in Giuliano from Corinthians. He's a midfield card. I don't know if he has any forward cards. Okay. He might. I'm not sure. We, Columbia is covered. That's good. God, I just got to Corey Burke, too. There is not much as options as, as forwards here. It's just I mean, that's always the problem. Yeah, but it's even worse than it, it usually is elsewhere. Like, there's not much. Shoot, no, Shuto Machina is on auction. I was going to say, that's a good card. Is that? Oh, no wonder that. It was annoying to me. Way to go, Laird. I mean, I'm just struggling to find a forward under like 0.1 that's like, but I haven't got to Asia. I'm just going to Asia now. Oh, you know, oh, here you go. This, this is the guy. Uh, his contract's over though. Man, that's unfortunate. But Carlinos Jr. would have been a great option. I was going to say, he, he just popped up here. Was just getting back to healthy. Was playing every game. Oh, they're probably getting down too. That's. I was gonna say, isn't it good though that he's not it gonna be with them? Be. That could be a good card. I just don't think you can take that flyer here. 
If he that's, was like locked into starting somewhere, it would be like lock button. That would be your buy. He's another one that I, I'm pretty sure I had like a one ETH super rare bid or offer on once and got rejected. I could see that he like, he's pretty good. Proba, what you're looking for here, perspective, like he gets the job done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To go back to the Corinthians thing, like I don't have any Corinthians players, but all I know is, is that everybody just hates the rotation. And so um, I do, I bought a stack before the season. started. Yeah. And so there's well. just like, for the purposes of saving money to do an E threshold team, there's nothing you want to avoid more than rotation. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Uh, so here's an option. I don't know that they're going down, but he could get another spot is like Manuel Palacios before like, last year he was actually pretty decent um and he could be a guy that maybe would make some sense i just don't i'm not super familiar with his situation who is it ezekiel Platios? no manuel okay ezekiel mm -hmm. would make no sense yeah i do not like the forward options that i'm staring at here yeah like this the problem with, like you said, with the Asia players is that, like, so many of these guys are on um, one-year contracts. So, like, another option I have is, like, go look at Gabriel Xavier. Because he seems to be a pretty good option. I just don't know if he's going to stay there i would think he would based on the end of the, the season he seemed to be pretty involved mm -hmm. okay so uh, chat saying geraldinho he looks like a buy geraldinho. he used to play for santos now he is in chile and he looks pretty good where uh oh jay yeah Haroldinho. Come on now. Sound like Andy now. Sure. That looks like a good option to me. $67? Why not? Like the last the last ENP he had was at Santos. Right. So like he has started a hundred percent of games at this club. So like I'm pretty confident that was a great call by Mike Baston, of all people, Jeremy Graham, both of them gave us that as a as an option. So like, when does when does the Chilean season start up? Could not tell you, Laird. <laughs> so yeah, you guys that are giving us this uh, Chilean option, when does the Chilean league start? Yeah, you got to show your work. No credit yeah, just for work. the answer. Um, I mean, yeah, Jeremy no mentioned idea. Walter Boo, who I think was like much more expensive than I think we. Could yeah, have. I think well, I, yeah, I think Walter Boo is is more expensive than what we're uh oh geraldino just got injured last game i hope that it's not serious you guys otherwise you're letting us down uh vitali said around the 15th of february so i'm fine with that then uh if it, they're gonna start around early to mid february yeah so alex brought up a good point so he said there's a problem with chile colombia peru is that there's tons of coverage issues that happen there really is that is a tricky thing that you have to sort of um, move around because there are constant issues with coverage. And if you have a coverage issue when you're trying to grind thre threshy, it's it's a bit difficult. Right. Getting the zero is not, not going to work for you. 
simple as that. Dean just said that his team is last of the table as well. So I don't know what the situation is there, but maybe we are not going to buy Haroldinho, as Laird will say. Sepulveda. Where's Andy Black? I'm pretty sure Andy Black like hates Sepulveda. Where I mean, we're talking about it's very, very important to get guys who play. Yeah. Where do you fall on $44, $45 forward eligible Kevin Molino? I have no idea what the expectancy is for Molino. What's the expectancy? Like, is he staying in Columbus? Is he going to, like, play in games? Because he was playing at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he plays when he's fit. And Again, that's a I huge literally, Like, what's the scenario? Like, is he staying on that team? Is, like, are they planning on having him in their, in their, like, like, like is, is he expected to be there? Like my guess, my guess is like they would love to like plan around him being there, but like he gets hurt so much that I just don't know how. You, uh, so I don't. Like, that's like, not totally like, no. He should not be in our list. I just had to bring him up. That's all. no, no. I mean, as a forward, that's fine. He should not. He the bit issue with him is that his issues, his injuries have been massive injuries with player, not like minor injuries. Yeah. Um, you should look up Sepulveda. I think he's an option for us at forward. Like, we don't have any forward options. Does Molino even have a forward card? I feel like all of his cards are mids. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The new season cards oh, are okay. forwards. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the deal is with Molino. Sepulveda seems like he's a good option here. He's not cheap. But you're right. No He's... one's cheap at forward, though. We need someone that fits the bill. Yeah. But yeah, Molino has oh, I meant to... 500. And... He's mostly a forward. Actually. I think I have one of his mids. I didn't know he had a forward card. Uh, Eric Ramirez is Jeremy just mentioned. I looked at him. I don't know if he is good enough option. Nasia. There's just lots of like question marks. Otherwise, he's fine. So you can have the list. I'm not sure I'm spending a hundred bucks of two hundred and fifty on this guy. There is no way Fat Canola is that cheap. Oh, he is. Imagine. Wow, he's point oh eight. Wouldn't have guessed that. I have a super rare. Hundred bucks last sale ish. I just don't see him as a consistent starter. Because, like, the issue is they have, like, literal two locked-in starters, and I just don't think he's going to be there as a locked-in starter. Yep. So, all right, Larry, we're going to compile the team here. Juan Garcia. Throw him on the list. A little bit too expensive, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think... All right, let's, let's see what we got here. All right. I am not six forwards, so we're not that bad. Like if we just took the cheapest one. I don't know what to say about this Tarek or Tariq guy. He's just like too cheap for me to think that he's a viable option. Do you see anyone here? I mean, so, oh man, they, they all suck. Sepulveda is probably the best, but like, I mean, 
Probably Gabriel Xavier, based on what we saw. But again, people need to check on what the situation is. But he seems to me to be the most appealing. Age isn't bad, was a lock-in starter on a team that isn't going to be relegation-threatened and had the ability to score some goals at the end of the year. Right. All right. He's at 72.56. I'm going to include Quintero and just be like, use the whole, if he signs somewhere, then... Presumably. Yeah, I don't think you can. You can't buy Quintero though. Not with the expectation he goes to somewhere in Colombia. I just think it's too risky. I think you just have to buy like Gabriel Xavier right now with with the info that we have currently this second. I think you have to buy Gabriel Xavier. Yeah. All right, that's fine. I'll put him on the list. There was a comment in chat here from uh, Vitali. What about instead of spending two hundred and fifty dollars for a threshold team? You buy players that are very likely to rise in price, sell them one week before the start of the season, and then make a three hundred to four hundred dollar team. I would just say go back to the beginning. <laughs> that's that's when we talked about it. But yeah, I think actually that's the best strategy. That is definitely the best strategy. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're gonna put in Gabriel Xavier. He's yeah. the guy for here. Yep. And then again. We're going to try to do this without a goalkeeper. We do need to get yeah. one, though. The issue, because... so here's an issue, is it's going to be difficult or more difficult to be within one league than it was elsewhere. But yep. we know he's in the J League, so trying to stick with J League, I think we go Kaigo Higashi. I think he makes yeah, the most that's sense. what I was thinking. So if we can keep everyone in the, in the J League, we will. And he is what forty three dollars and seventy six cents. I'm just going to go with floor prices for now. Yep. Um, just to make us get there. Do you think? Well, let's go to defenders, and then we'll see if we want to double up on defenders or midfielders. So we have no J League defenders, which is a bit unfortunate, and we don't have any. Kaylee does match up decently well with it, just not perfectly well. It's with just it. not always, yeah. Which is is a bit of a tricky situation. Um, we did not have another midfielder, I don't believe, in um, in Korea, in, in Japan either. We only had one midfielder. Oh, in Japan. yeah. We do have other. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. Not that we could buy. Like we could do the. Oh no, no, never mind. Oops. I mean, there are other good players and good options here, just not in the J League, which is obviously yeah. where we would like to go here if we we can have that as an option. Yeah, let's kind of ignore that for now. Okay. We're gonna pretend these guys are in the J League. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just, I mean, maybe we can just work our way around it. Well, I mean, we can obviously work our way around it. It's just we're going to end up with non-compatible people. Yeah. No, oh, this... he's in, no, Hwang Suk-ho is in yeah. the J-League. Yeah, J he's in the J-League. So he him. just happens to be Korean. So him. Oh, wait, these are Defender, though. Yeah, but that, we needed a Defender, so him. Yeah. Did you write his price down, Laird? Uh, $55. Okay. All right. What are we at, Laird? 171.34. So now if we look at both midfielders and forwards, because excuse me, midfielders and defenders, because I assume we're not going to pick a 
second forward given the prices that we were discussing. All right. So I have Douglas Groley. Check out Douglas Groley. He looks like a good option to me in terms of like what's available in the J League that's relatively cheap. I'm guessing that he's cheap because people are anticipating he's leaving, though. That's my only concern. Oh. But he does the job pretty well outside of that. That seems almost a little too ideal. He's a forward? Oh, defender. Sorry. Yeah. Jeremy says Rio Takao. Rio Takao? That sounds... Gamba. I feel like every year I've been on the platform, everyone's like, Gamba's going to be better next year. That's been pretty pretty standard uh, breakdown. Every year. Solid. Gamba should be better. This guy seems great. For $44. Lairdon saying Avispa can still go to J2 is the problem. So maybe wait a week. Oh, yeah, they have one game left. Yeah, but it's, I mean, for them to go to J2, they have to get Gamba and Kyoto Sanga have to pass them this week. Then they have to lose the playoff. So, like, yes, they could still go down. However, it is less likely they go down than other teams. Right. It's it's pretty unlikely at this point they don't they go down. But, yes, they could also go down. Yep. Yep, that's fair. All right, so if we do Gabriel Xavier, Higashi, Hawang and Groly. Those four. Yep. We're at $207.91. Perfect. $43, $42 on a goalie. Which obviously, well, you're not going to get a starter, of course. But you could get plenty for nothing, close to nothing. 28 bucks. Uh, 29 Kositani a little bit out of range, but you know, do you have a, I mean, it's the same thing as before. Like if you could get somebody who happens to be a backup yeah. who's actually on the game day squad, then like you should go there. Yeah. If you can find Didn't a guy. Shikawa who can... get a start every so often. Oh, uh, I mean, Sugeno's 145. That's like, he has to be like retiring or leaving, right? Like, there's no I way. I think so, but I mean, again, like, like we're just saying that because he's old, but like the prices yeah. have to. And like, this is like me that doesn't follow the J League at all, but like, surely he is retiring. Uh, based one on would think so. I mean, like you said, like at this point, we're just trying, we're just getting anyone. But like, you look if you look through, if you look in general through the Asian goaltenders. There are guys that start games that are 0.1 ETH. Like Lee Tae Wee is 0.1 ETH floor right now, and he started a few games this year. So, like, there's definitely people within the J League and K League that, like, No Dong Guan, No Dong Gone is 0.09. He started games this year as well. So, like, there are people in the J League and K League that have started games that are that are cheap. Like it's it's out there, and there definitely are people that can can start. 
like Kajikawa started games this year. Grand, they're going down, but like it's not unheard of that they would get signed for another team that um, that gets a chance to play at some point. Lee Taehwan going to, or Lee Tae going to the military? I mean, wouldn't surprise me. Which and the goalie from the military in Korea could be coming back, which is why Sujeno is going to be replaced. That makes sense too. That's it's definitely a logical option. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think Sujeno is playing based on the price, right? Like, like, like that's that's the only thing that I read into it. Like he's right. too like cheap. You could buy Ryotaro Hironaga for twenty eight dollars. Yeah, and and call it a day. Obviously, like I would recommend going for as young of an option as you can find, because if you buy someone that is younger, you have more of a realistic shot that they get a starting spot at some point for even a few games. Um, so there's definitely guys that you can find out there, but there's just not many. But there wasn't, are options. Wasn't Nakano supposed to start at one point? Uh, he was, but then didn't. But like, as you, see, as you see, why he didn't? He was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean, the goalie part of this just doesn't matter because you're just buying like someone. Yeah. What, what's funny is that because you have so long, I actually would, I would just buy another outfield player with the 250. And, like, yeah. Because, because you have three months to figure it out. Like, I'm sure you could get, like, honestly. Glenn, everyone were looking at a goalie's cheeks. They all suck they're all they're all bad yeah i would buy another guy for like 40 bucks like i i would buy like cheche right like cheche was right around there cheche is actually a pretty good card sure yeah like so, yes i agree with that assessment that you just like said. if you need night come season the, come the spring if you need a goalie brad knighton who is 26 dollars and 57 cents right now is probably not going to be more than 29 correct <laughs> i would agree so yeah i i think you go buy like cheche or something yeah and call it a day. Yeah, I think the big difference is that if you're waiting, you could probably just get someone to flip instead of someone to play. Glenn, like you don't, you don't need to make a lineup today, so there's no reason to fill it with a goalkeeper. Glenn, I'm one of the best goalies in the world. I'm, I'm a well-renowned shot stopper and ball player. Like, when the ball comes to me, that it's blasted out of the stadium. I'm getting five points for, for a sweeper. Or three points. What is it now? Three points? Three, yeah. I'm getting three points. Like that ball is going out of out of bounds. Like it's going into Rosé, or as the um, Europeans call it, Rosed. Zed, that's right. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, don't. If you're buying a threshold team in the beginning of November, end of October for February or March, like just don't buy a goalkeeper right no. now. Larry Dean made a good point. So he's like, thresholds are great, but because of that, you realistically need of $500 for a decent team. That is probably pretty accurate. $500 would give you better upside guys that have a more realistic shot at hitting it. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, we're not going with that. We're going with 250 because that's a, a lower price point for people to do. But like as you guys have seen over the last two weeks, like getting $250 isn't going to get you very much. So you... 500 definitely gets you a lot more. Like if we started, if we looked at 500, like we saw a lot of those guys that were like a hundred dollars. We're like, this guy's pretty good, but we can't afford them. Like a hundred dollars on this budget. You can't really afford. Obviously on a $500 budget, you can afford something like that. I've done enough shows with you where I know that if you double your budget, you're going to get better players. Yes, that's true. That's why I always recommend spend more money and get better players. See Laird, 
we'll, we'll finish on uh, this question from Hansa. He said, as I started, do you think it's worth it to buy a team that can compete for thresholds right now, which is a bit more expensive, roughly 300 US dollars, or to wait until the World Cup ends and buy a better team? Are you buying a better team after the World Cup? No, you're just you have to decide what strategy you want to go with, which we've talked about on this this show. Uh, you're not really buying a different team; like you're buying the same groups of players. It's just uh, whether you buy them now or later. And like if you buy them now, like I definitely recommend buying stuff now. But like you probably don't want to buy European players now. You'd probably rather buy American players, especially because the World Cup breaks like a month. Like I'd rather buy Europe. I'd rather buy like American players, get them back in January and February, than buy European players that are already like suffocated price wise. And then sell them, buy European players for five hundred dollars instead of two fifty because you earn more because you bought, sold them off. Yeah, I don't think prices on European players currently build in the fact that you lose a month of utility, a minimum of a month. Yeah, like if you're you're gonna lose a ton if you're in meaning of utility with guys from Russia or or Austria, like those leagues break for a long time. Even Germany breaks for a decent amount, and so like buying them now, not only do you get roughly three or four, you know, four weeks worth of or yeah four weeks worth of utility from them before the world cup break but then you have to wait for them even longer like just just wait the that you're not going to make enough from now until the world cup to justify the price that you're paying now as opposed to after the world cup so i yeah. would just i would just wait on those i tend to agree with that yeah um cool all right well thank you to everybody who's joined us uh for the chat the watch list will be available uh, publicly and anybody wants to see it. The link will be in the description of this video. So check that out. Feel free to subscribe to it. And you can kind of track it along with the one that we did last week that focused more on European players. So uh, certainly uh, use that um, as much as you'd like. Thank you uh, for anybody who's hit the like button. If you guys haven't, if you could please do that, that's always really helpful and appreciated. So um, gets the video in front of more people so that we can hopefully... Um, help more people who are trying to play this game. I'll be back later this week with Andy for SoRare Andrews. Uh, there's also another, a new uh, SoRare Data NBA show that will be Thursday this week. We have a nice uh, guest that a lot of people may be familiar with if you've played Top Shot. So certainly join us for that. And then Sean and I will, be, will excuse me, will be back next week for another strategy show. Thank you to everyone and good luck. <laughs>